Welcome to the Sometimes Spouse Podcast. I am Christy Ogle, one of the founders of Sometimes Spouse Handyman and Household Services. And weekly on our podcast, we have Ask Amy, and that is Mondays, so you are so lucky to be tuning in today for Ask Amy. I have Amy Langford from Lubbock, Texas on today. Amy, welcome. Thank you, Christy. I'm so excited for today's segment of Ask Amy. So, We've got some real good stuff planned for today. Yay, I'm so excited. So I saw your Facebook post from this weekend. You went and you had some fun with your little boy because I know family first is so important to you. So tell me what you guys did. Okay, so first of all, we went to the carnival. Um, it was so much fun. There were so many people there. Um, and we went on a Sunday and I used to have to work almost every weekend until we decided to join the Sometimes Spouse family. And I've worked zero weekends in about eight months. So it was an easy choice. We were in town, we saw it, we stopped and it was great. It was a really dirty place though. (laughs) And there's just dirt everywhere and the wind was blowing, of course, here in Lubbock, you know, we might as well be nicknamed the Windy City because we have the cap rock and the wind just blows off of it. And it just, it'll literally tear you up. There's actually a country song that references the wind in Lubbock by Josh Abbott. It's a real problem here. So dirt was flying everywhere, but oh man, we had such a good time. That is awesome. Now in your former life before sometimes spouse, tell us what you used to do. So I am a nurse by trade. I've been a nurse for almost 12 years. Um, I've done it all from long-term care to surgical nursing to pain management. I really have a lot of experience. Um, And believe it or not, a lot of that experience has really helped me with the success of our Sometimes Spouse franchise. I'm able to implement a lot of things I've learned and put it in both fields, and it's amazing. That is awesome. So you said that you were a surgical nurse. So do you have, like, PTSD when you're watching Grey's Anatomy? No, it's more like, okay, so that IV isn't even hooked up wrong. Um, Yeah, you don't intubate there. Uh, Yeah, those EKG pads do not go there. I love it. I love it. So today we're talking about the 23 ways that your home could be making you sick because when you and I were talking a few weeks ago, like the the month that most people get the flu, like double to any month is February. And we don't really... Yes, it is. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And the flu strand is making a second go about in Lubbock. I don't know about y'all's area, but it, it's, it's horrible. Um, I want to say probably 33 kids were out on Friday from the school. And, and it's the second round. That's crazy. I remember when I was in high school that um, they would close school down because of the flu and like clean it down. And I mean, it happened like my senior year. So, of course, I went out and test drove like Corvettes and stuff like that on my day off because yeah, I wasn't sick. But um, I loved it when I wasn't the one sick. 
Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. But I don't think it's gotten that bad this year. Um, um, I don't know. It's pretty freaking bad. It really is. Yeah. Like, there's been a lot of hospitalizations, and a couple of the hospitals here in Lubbock are full. And Wow. Yeah. It's pretty bad here. Because it's not just hitting kids and elderly this year. It's hitting everyday Everybody. adults that are out there working. Exactly. Whether, whether you're immune system is weak or not if if you're exposed you know it's you're probably gonna get it yeah that stinks so today we're going to talk to you about the 23 ways that your home could be making you sick um one of them well and what we want to bring these to you so that you can clean up your house so you won't get sick we want you and your family to be healthy so you can make memories with them and have fun one of them, the very first, is toxic dust. What is that about, Amy? Okay. <laughs> so toxic dust is a real thing. So in the corners of your house, you have dust buildup. It can settle in the corners, on your baseboards, on top of your furniture, and it can actually do more than make you sneeze and cough. Um, it can actually be toxic. Researchers from the George Washington University um, analyzed dust samples from across America and found 45 potentially toxic chemicals hiding within dust, 10 of which turned up to be in 90% of the samples. Wow. Um, one of the repeat offenders that were found in 90% of the samples was um, TDCIPP, and that is a flame retardant and it's frequently found in furniture and other household items, and it is thought to cause cancer. Um, it's Yes, it's really bad. So what can y'all do to get rid of this toxic dust? Vacuum frequently. Wipe down all surfaces. Use proper vacuum cleaner attachments to get those hard-to-reach places. Um, just vacuum, vacuum, and... Get the corners and get the baseboards and get the ceiling fans and get the air vents because that's where that toxic dust is going to be. Wow. Now, the next one, I was kind of surprised because, and I was kind of scared because I have one of these sitting right behind me that I use all the time. But I only use essential oils. Right. So, if you're obsessed with keeping your house smelling fresh, you're probably harming your health. Um, scented candles, oil diffusers, plug-in fresheners, you know, they all contain phthalates, and those are chemicals that disrupt your endocrine system um, by interfering with your natural hormones. Um, you need to be careful of anything that has the word fragrance or perfumes. Um, some safe alternatives to having a great smelling house would be buying some fresh flowers, using your natural essential oils, um, or just opening the windows. But, and a lot of people don't know that the fragrance word is really code for chemicals that smell good. Really? Yeah, they harm your, they, your respiratory system, they pollute your air, they get on your surfaces, your carpet. And your children and your dogs play in your carpet and there's really just better alternative ways than you know your typical air freshener another one is that your kitchen is filled with plastic 
everybody's kitchen is filled with plastic, whether it be your Tupperware or, or what, but plastic contains BPA. And I know we have all heard of BPA that can leach into your food when you are reheating something in a Tupperware. Um, it, it spills into your leftovers. Um, Yuck. You also got to be careful because a lot of products will advertise that they are BPA free when really all they have done is just change to another chemical that is pretty much just as dangerous. So a safe alternative is going to be glass, um, stainless steel, um, anything like that, but pretty much plastic. You know, we've all heard plastic causes cancer. I've heard that since I was a kid. You don't freeze uh -huh. it. You don't heat it. Let's just do away with plastic. Number one, it is harmful for your body. Number two, it just fills up our landfills and it is ending up in our oceans and it is a horrible pollutant. Another one is spraying your shower down with bleach. Oh, girl, don't even get me started on bleach. Okay. <laughs> Number one, is it one of the most poisonous cleaning chemicals out there? You can get the same effects with baking soda for whitening as you can with bleach, and baking soda is all natural. Um, another thing people don't really realize about bleach is when you use it in your shower, and if your shower has grout and tile, grout is permeable, and that means that these chemicals can penetrate the surface, um, and it's so toxic. All it does is creates tiny holes in your grout, that leaves room for mold and mildew to grow. And it's never a good idea to use bleach on anything, especially grout, because it will penetrate and it will cause damage. And if you have a nice expensive shower, you definitely don't want to use bleach. And it will also discolor. It'll discolor the grout over time. Wow. Um, so instead of using bleach on your showers, try a mixture of hydrogen peroxide and water. You also need to be sure you are keeping your shower dry because when that leftover water settles, it is just a breeding ground for mold. So you also need to squeegee your showers too to get rid of any excess, any excess water. That way it doesn't build up. You also need to make sure your bathroom has proper air ventilation. Um, and if you have a curtain, Make sure you close your curtain. Don't leave it halfway open. And make sure you dry everything after the shower. And that will also keep the water buildup stains if you squeegee it after use. Now, I don't know if you remember. I don't know when you were a nurse if you had to have that white nursing clothes. I mean, this is probably back 30 years ago when my no, mom and dad no, were I know. So you didn't have to bleach your scrubs. No, but my mom did. And she had the white hat yep. and the cape and everything and she hated it nurses should never wear white by the way yeah. just saying yeah and then that the white shoes yeah they never came home white never <laughs> um i remember when i moved into the house that i live in now when max and i moved in we had a couple of fur babies and it was we had wall-to-wall -wall carpeting and one of the first things we said was, we're not going to do this when we have dogs going in and out. It was white, too. So we pulled up the carpeting, and uh, we put down tile floors. And that's something that could be making you sick, too. Yes. So carpet, actually, believe it or not, if you don't take care of it properly and efficiently, it becomes like a cesspool for all types of contaminants. Um 
dust, pet dander, they all settle into your carpet. Um, and that can cause allergic reactions, not only to you, but to your children, to your animals. Um, also, if you walk on the carpet with your shoes, you're bringing in outside contaminants into your home. Um, so if you're gonna have carpet, you have got to take care of it. You've got to vacuum it. You've got to use the right vacuum. You've got to have a HEPA, a HEPA filter. Um, it's, you just gotta clean your carpet. You just got to, because it, it's just a breeding ground for bacteria. Yeah, I would never put a baby down on carpeting. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, you also need to think about rugs, too, because rugs harbor the same contaminants. So if you, like us, we have all hardwood. I have no carpet. Yeah. But I have, like, three area rugs. I wash them. I take them to the car wash. I spray them off. Um, it's, it's a thing I do probably about once a month. That's a good idea. I've never thought yeah. about that. Yeah, you just hang them up and spray it all off and put some soap on it. And then um, I actually sanitize them too with my own sanitizing spray that is available from Amy's Gentle Green on Facebook. Awesome. And it smells great. And it's all organic. What about your, your cookware? Okay, so if your cookware is nonstick, everybody wants nonstick. You can't flip an egg in a nonstick pan. Well, you can. Um, so more research does need to be done on this, but from what we can tell, um, what makes it nonstick is synthetic chemicals. Um, the problem with that is when it is heated to a certain point, it can release those chemicals into the food that you are cooking. Um, it even causes flu-like symptoms. So there's just so many things going on in your kitchen besides your plastic, your pans, so what you can do for a safe alternative is use stainless steel or cast iron. And I love my cast iron skillets. Um, it's pretty much all I use. Wow. We changed over to cast iron a couple of years ago. And I think your food tastes better with cast iron than that other stuff. It really does. Um, and that nonstick, you know, normal pans, they stick. So if it's nonstick, you know, it has some man-made ingredients added to it and it's just uh, it can make you sick and people don't realize this and it's such a harsh reality too because a lot of the things we are using we are doing can affect us and a lot of people don't know yeah what about if you've got kind of some old furniture that you've inherited from grandma or grandpa can that furniture make you sick Yes, it sure can, especially the older furniture. So a lot of the laws have now changed with the upholstery and um, everything that goes in it. So here's a little, a little thing for everybody to do. Go home, check your furniture, look at the tag. If it says TB117, that is not good because that means it was made um, back before all these EPA laws were in place, um, they contain car uh, carcinogens. Carcinogens are can known cancer-causing agents. So if you can't bear to part with your favorite couch or your comfy chair that you've had for 30 years, get it reupholstered and make sure you are using the right upholstery. Um, yeah, I mean, you definitely want to make sure that the label clearly indicates 
that no flame retardants have been added because flame retardants are carcinogens. Wow. This one really, really surprised me that your your pantry could be stocked with something toxic that we all use. Oh, yeah, girl. Canned food. That also contains BPA, by the way, which we talked about when we were talking about the plastics in the kitchen. Um, so canned food can make for a cheap meal with a side of toxins, you know? <laughs> it's never a good thing. So the alternative to canned foods find foods that are in glass containers or boxes. Um, we buy canned foods. It sets in our pantry, and we may use one can every two to three months. I don't know, but the canned foods that I have in my pantry have been there for months and months and months. But they don't some expire for years. <laughs> but that's not good. We need to not use those because the longer they sit, um, and if they were packaged warm or they're an um, acidic product, that just makes all the chemicals in that can bleed and leak into the food that you are about to prepare. Wow. Yes, so I'm definitely going to go through my pantry today and get rid of all my canned foods. If you can't get the food in a glass container or a box, you probably don't need it. Wow. That's crazy. So I really shouldn't be giving it away at Christmas time when they have food drives either because I'm killing people with it. I mean, go get some, you know, they have soups and all of that that are in glass containers um, that are in bags that are in boxes. And I don't know if y'all, um, we have a particular store in Lubbock that I love and it's all organic. Uh -huh. And I've never bought a single canned food from there. It's always prepackaged in a little glass container, and then you can recycle and reuse that glass container for Tupperware. That's yeah. what I do. Wow. That's a really good idea. Like, we have HEB here. We don't have Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or anything well, like that. we have Sprouts. Yeah. But we we're getting an HEB pretty soon, and um, anytime I go through Abilene or something, I stop by HEB, and they have those prepackaged soups. I have bought some to eat on the go, and they're in a glass container, and Oh my gosh, they're so delicious. Yeah. And after eating those, when you eat something canned, you can taste it. Yeah, it's different. Like, it's different. You yeah. can like taste the metal. It's not good. Yeah. Another thing that I do to relax, um, we've had to get rid of some negativity um, in the past. And I will burn uh, sage in my office in an incense form because it's supposed to get rid of negative negativity so but now i'm really questioning that amy yes definitely throw away those incense and just get you some sage essential oils to use in your diffuser um because burning an incense can um send large amount of particulate into the air and so for those of us that don't know what particulate is it is like the sum of all solid and liquid particles suspended in the air um, many of which are very hazardous. Um, these include organic and non-organic uh, compounds such as dust and pollen and smoke and viruses. Like it's just, just throw the incense away. Essential oils are the future. There's no need to burn incense anymore. And wow. that the smoke that they create, it'll stain your walls. It can get into your lungs. Any type of smoke, whether it's cigarette smoke or fire like you just don't want to be around any type of smoke wow that's some good tips another one is um house plants i have a bunch of house plants at home but i know looking around my office i don't have any house plants here it's just like 
roses and like Groot stack shoes and that kind of stuff because my dog's name's Groot, but it's not a real plant. I need to get some house plants. You, you definitely need to take up botany as a hobby, okay? Because uh, house plants, they do more than brighten your home. They actually can somewhat filter the air and help with air inside air pollution. Um, a few plants that are really helpful to have inside to filter your air is going to be an English ivy, bamboo palms, and Chinese evergreen. So they work by absorbing the harmful contaminants in the air. So definitely get you some plants. Uh, my sister-in-law, she's in college now at Texas Tech, but when she lived with us, she is she just has had a green thumb forever. And our whole living room and our bay windows were full of plants. It was beautiful. So I'm trying to do that again on my own, and I have a few plants. Not as much as I want, but my living room is definitely a greenhouse. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to take something up like that because I'm always looking for new hobbies, and I used to garden, and I loved it. But and It's a relaxing hobby, too, yeah. Christy. You should really try it. Yeah, inside the house I like in Texas, especially in the summer, because it gets hot out there. Yes, it gets hot, and it also smells fresh. I walk into my living room, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Now, yeah. what about your laundry room could make you sick? Well, all of those detergents and fabric softeners and all of that that you're using, that can make you sick. Um because didn't you say last week that formaldehyde was used? Yes, formaldehyde and is used, and that is very dangerous to your health. Um, these products, you know, they have the word fragrance, and what did we say earlier? Be cautious with that word. Um, because while it may make everything smell good, it is totally harmful for your health. So you need to avoid the laundry detergents that say fragrance or perfume or paraffin. Um, there's literally so many other organic alternatives than using your just everyday laundry soap or fabric softener. What about your kitchen? It's important to have airflow through there. Yes. So if your kitchen isn't ventilated properly, while you cook, you're probably releasing harmful toxins into the air and into your food, and then you're ingesting it. Um, we all know that carbon monoxide, you know, it's a deadly gas. It's colorless. It's odorless. You can't smell it. Well, that gets released from gas stoves. And so you say, oh, well, I don't have a gas really? stove. Well, even if you have an electric stove, you're not in the clear. Um, there has been a study, and it has found that sim the simple process of cooking with the fumes it creates, um, it releases the particles into the air and it reduces your indoor air quality. So what you need to do is make sure you, you utilize that vent hood and make sure it is um, actually vented properly to the outside like it's supposed to be. If you don't have a vent hood, um, open windows and turn on some fans, but definitely, definitely utilize that vent hood if you have it because that's why it's there. Wow. You mentioned this earlier uh, about shower curtains. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. So when you have that plastic shower curtain liner, like you can smell it, right? Like when I say plastic shower curtain lining, everybody is going to smell that smell because yeah. it's such a distinct smell. Well, it is also full of volatile organic 
compounds, VOCs. Um, and so at high enough concentrations, these volatile organic compounds can irritate your respiratory tract. They can also cause long-term damage to the liver, to the kidneys, and to the central nervous system. We all need our liver, kidneys, and central nervous system to work at top speed. We do not need anything to harm these. Um, yeah, so one of the alternatives is get a polyester liner. Get a polyester liner. That's all you have to do. Throw away that plastic one. Wow. Yeah, we need our kidneys. We, I mean, we have two of those, but you still don't want to lose one if you don't have to. No, you, you still don't want to lose one. My mom, she was born with what's called horseshoe kidneys. Uh-huh. And so her horseshoe, her kidneys were connected like this in a horseshoe, and they were in her abdomen. And so when I was in high school, she had to go into emergency surgery, and she was cut from bra line to, you know, the pubic region line yeah. and she has a huge nasty scar and they had to remove one kidney. And, you know, we're just kind of wondering if everything that we expose ourselves to may have been, you know, why she got kidney stones and was in so much problems, but there's just so many things that harm us and we do not know until it's too late. So that's what we're trying to do today is just educate people on the possible harmful effects of these things because we really need to think about this yeah because these things are in our everyday lives and we aren't even aware of yeah. the things that it can cause within us and our bodies so what sometimes spouses want to do and also amy's green cleaning is we want to educate people so that they can have a healthy long happy life with their families so some of those things that we just go throughout and do the motions and don't even stop to think about could really be killing us and well, killing and our family members with the plastic uh, curtain liners is mold and mildew and everybody thinks just because you can't see it it's not there it's there it's not necessarily black and fuzzy you know it can just be a slight discoloration and that's probably mold and mildew and pretty much every respiratory problem is exacerbated by mold and mildew whether it's asthma bronchitis copd mold and mildew will make you sicker so just throw away that plastic shower curtain because it's not worth risking your health Another one is uh, I've walked into houses that they have humidifiers because, you know, they've got, you know, a sick child or they've got some kind of lung disease. One thing that can really get people sick is those humidifiers. Yes. So those humidifiers are great if they're used properly. You have got to read the manufacturer's um You've got to read those instructions. You've got to read those cleaning instructions. If it says to use distilled water, use distilled water. Don't use purified water because of the mineral buildup. Don't use toxic cleaning chemicals when you store those humidifiers either because when you fill them up and start it back up again, everything you clean that humidifier with is going to be released into the air. So I'm a big advocate on humidifiers, but they have got to be used properly. If your humidifier has a filter, make sure you clean it regularly. And instructions will be on every humidifier. Like 
you should get instructions that tells you how often to clean it, what to clean it with, and how often to change your filters. So if you're going to use one, just be very diligent that you're using it the right way. Definitely. Uh, another one is you, what something you were just talking about is that hidden source of mold can be on those shower curtains or other um, places yeah. of the house. Um, so we all know that mold can crop up in places we do not expect, um, even places we cannot see. Mold can grow anywhere that has humidity. Um, Common places include under your sinks, in your attics, or your roofs that have leaks, or any homes that have experienced any type of flooding. Also, in between your window sills and your window, if you have double pane windows, we have been out on a job cleaning windows, and I have seen mold in between the double pane windows. Um, Yikes. You don't really test for mold um, because there's no federal limits on mold. But if you see it or you smell it, it'll smell musty and it'll smell wet. It is probably mold and you need to do something about it right away. But please do not clean it with bleach. Please do not use bleach. No. Another one is, they don't have many of these in Texas. Most of it's central heat and central air. But in other states, they have quite a few of those old school window air conditioners. And I remember at my grandmama's house, it was like 50 years old. They don't make them like that anymore, but it could have been making her sick. Well, it probably was making her sick, Christy, just a little bit every day, um, honestly. And that's the sad thing is we just talked about mold. Well, mold grows in wet, humid places. What are AC units, the window units? They're wet, humid places. Um, and the bad thing is there's not really a right way to clean those. So you probably just need to replace them every few years, especially if they start smelling. Cleaning the filter will not prevent mold growth in your window unit. Um, try to go to central heat and air just just try to go to central heat and air. A lot of people don't realize that these big air conditioning units, they are the number one cause of Legionnaire's disease. And if you wow. don't know what Legionnaire's disease is, it is a top atypical pneumonia. Um, and it spreads through mist. It's not spread through contact to contact. It is spread through the air from a contaminated um, air conditioning unit. Wow. Now... Another one, I thought this was gone. I remember on the office that um, Michael Scott was putting little radon detectors yes. around the office and Toby kept throwing them away. But Don't throw those radon detectors away. <laughs> radon. Don't do it. He thought it was uh, an ant trap, though, Amy. <laughs> well, okay. Um, it was hilarious. Okay. <laughs> So radon, like carbon monoxide, is colorless, it is odorless, it is also radioactive. Wow. Um, yes, so it forms from different levels of decay. Um, it is found in the elements such as soil and rock, decayed wood. Um, <clears throat> yes, so it's just, radon gas is just released. It's, it's released and... If your home is sitting above uranium deposits, it can trap the, can the cancerous gas and expose you and your family. You can't smell it. You can't see it. You can't even tell if it's there until you get sick. 
Um, so some states have elevated radon that creeps in from below the soil. So it actually comes up from the ground. Um, this gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer. Wow. Yes. So you can go your whole life without ever smoking a cigarette or anything like that and still get lung cancer simply because of the radon poisoning and the radon gas that is very radioactive. Um, you can buy kits online or in hardware stores, or you can hire somebody to come out and test. Um, if you have an elevated uh, rate of radon found, you can do something about it. Reduction systems using a vent and a fan can be put into place. Um, there are some very simple ways to get rid of that radon gas. And yes, radon is definitely not a good thing. Here's one that kind of surprises me. I know we talked about plastics earlier, but uh, people not filtering their water in today's day and age. Yes. Okay, so some 77 million Americans currently do not drink filtered water. Um, and that actually violates the Safe Drinking Water Act because if your water is not filtered, you are drinking contaminants. And if you drink a lot of water every day, you're just adding the contaminants to your body. Um, hundreds of industrial chemicals have been measured in drinking water in the United States, but the EPA, the Environmental Protection Act, only regulates 91 of them out of hundreds. Um, so filtered drinking water is essential to good health. Um, you'll need to get the right type of filter. Um, and not all filters are the right type. So do your research, especially in the area you live in, because you definitely don't want to be drinking unfiltered water. Another one that we deal with a lot because we're in a cleaning company is people don't sanitize their sponges. Oh, yes, girl. And so we all know that the kitchen is probably one of the dirtiest places in your home, even if you keep it clean. Um, in fact, the sponge may actually actually be spreading germs if it is not cleaned and sanitized properly, especially salmonella. Like it wow. clings to those porous sponges and you can spread it. If you use that dirty sponge on your sink and then you turn around and use it on your stove, that is just cross-contamination all across the table. Um, so one way to clean your sponge, which I put mine in the dishwasher because our dishwasher has a sanitizing option. Uh -huh. Um, so that's always a good thing. But you need to clean your sponge between uses by rinsing it really well with soapy water. Ever so often, soak it in hydrogen peroxide, remove it, and let it air dry. And that will sanitize those sponges, and it'll also make them last longer. Wow. Now, I was out running around the other day, and there was a little baby. And the baby had some plastic toys and they dropped them on the floor, and then they picked them up, and they put them right in their mouth. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that kid's going to get something. Yes, especially at the carnival yesterday. I was telling Tucker, keep your hands out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> but no, so it's not just the cold and flu germs that linger on your children's toys, um, although that does happen. Um, but toxic dust can also settle on the things they play with as well. Um, so make sure to wash your kids' toys and stuffed animals frequently to minimize the dust that will collect on them. I will throw Tucker's stuffed animals, which, I mean, he's kind of outgrown them. They're all up in his closet. But 
he used to sleep with them, and I would wash them. Anytime I would change his sheets, I would wash those stuffed animals, too. Um, yeah, and don't use harsh cleaners on your children's toys, either. Um, use something natural. Um, you can find all-natural cleaning sprays at Amy's Gentle Green on Facebook. Um, because if you use those harsh cleaning chemicals that are known to cause cancer and other health problems, your child's picking them up. They're putting them in their mouth. They're putting their hands in their mouth. They're touching other surfaces. And that's just really how everything is spread. So use something all natural. Use your mixture of hydrogen peroxide and distilled water to sanitize those toys. Uh, spray a little mist on a stuffed animal and let it dry. Um, I don't know if everybody knows that hydrogen peroxide is an antimicrobial. It works as a sanitizer. It works as a disinfectant. It is definitely one of the safest alternatives to harsh cleaning chemicals. Wow. What about having something, you told me last week that, you know, we were sleeping with dead people. Yeah. Because there's are. so many dead skin cells that come off while we're sleeping. Dead skin. <laughs> not like the walking dead, like it's not zombies no, in the bed. it's real dead. <laughs> yeah. So how can we protect against that, Amy? Uh, mattress protectors. And um, I've had, I have a mattress protector on every one of my beds, and I always have. Um, but the other day, the dog jumped on Tucker's bed when I had the sheets in the wash and she just ripped up his mattress protector. So I went to Walmart. Guess how much they are? How much? $5.97. What? That's super yeah, cheap. You can get a little vinyl mattress protector for $5.97. So not only does the mattress protector prolong the life of your mattress, it also prevents these bacteria from getting inside your mattresses and breeding and spreading um pet dander dust mites y'all i don't know uh bed bugs like like it uh, get get a mattress protector okay because it will really save a lot of problems wow and then you can just spray it off with your multi-purpose cleaner that you got from amy's gentle green and wipe it down and it smells amazing and it's already sanitized and then put your clean sheets back on it Wow, that is an amazing kind of tip. Now, what last week we talked a little bit too about using too much um, disinfectants, um, and that kind of anti stuff. Tell me about that 23rd reason people could be getting sick. If you overclean your house, and Lisa, my sister, if you're listening, <laughs> your clean house is not always great. Um, she has the cleanest house I know. It's always clean no matter what's going on in her life. Um, but so, y'all, we're human. We need to be exposed to a certain amount of bacteria and germs for our own health. Um, when we over-disinfect our house and get rid of too much, too much bacteria, it actually backfires on us. Um, soap and water is a super effective cleaner that will protect us from most things and what it doesn't remove will give our immune system a healthy challenge. Um, you know, you've always heard, oh, go let your kid play in the dirt. Well, it's, it's true. We need to develop immunity against these bacteria and these germs. Wow. And that is the 23 ways that your house could be making you sick. Yes. That you're probably um, not even an thinking. eye opener. Yeah. Um, especially the more research I do, the 
the more I want to help make a change. Um, I did not know a lot of these things that long ago. And now that I do, I'm just, I want everybody to know. I want everybody to know what they can be doing to themselves and what would be a safe alternative to some of these things. Now, Amy, if the, any of our listeners want to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you? So you can contact me on Facebook at Sometimes Faust West Texas. Um, you can also contact my personal page under Amy Lankford. You can also give us a call at 806-476-0731. And you can also find us on Facebook under Amy's Gentle Green. Um, and we also sell all vegan cleaning products that are infused with 100% pure therapeutic grade essential oils. So when you use these products, you are making your house a healthy home. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Amy. But before we go, you know I like to ask you one funny question to oh, end yes. the podcast on. So, Amy, if you were given an elephant, you can't give the elephant away and you can't sell the elephant. What are you going to do with the elephant? I'm going to love it and, and love it forever and call it my baby. That is all, What would you name it? Oh gosh. Um, uh, what would I name an elephant? I would probably call it tiny or something, you know, just cause <laughs> Tucker would love it. Yeah. Tucker would love it. And our, our backyard is big enough to house an elephant. Actually, I might have to tell Logan we're getting an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new pet. We already have the dog and three cats. And one nine-year-old, um, but we may need an elephant. That is amazing. Thank you so much. Y'all, thank you for joining us for the Sometimes Spouse Podcast, where it's Monday. It's Ask Amy to help us to be healthy and green. I am Christy Ogle with Sometimes Spouse, and occasionally you need a spouse without the hassle, Sometimes Spouse. <laughs>